This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. This episode includes a discussion about old-timey zoos and circuses, so it does depict some animal cruelty as well as some human-related violence. Yeah, there's also some swearing. And my cat interrupts halfway through. <laughs> All right. Good afternoon, Jessica, and good morning, afternoon, everyone else. <laughs> Only morning and afternoon, that is when you can listen to the podcast. This is a not an evening podcast. Yep. That's uh, good. Yeah. Are you ready to hear about the Tiger King of Australia? Absolutely. Yeah. Not quite as cooked, but still cooked. I think last week I think I said true crime times. Just to mm. be clear, we're not talking about true crime in the like people killed people, but mm. just some violence occurs. So, you know. If you're if you have a bit of a queasy stomach, I might give you a bit of a heads up when we get to that bit, but that's okay. Okay, great. We're all going to be fine. Mm. I'm just waiting for this helicopter to go away. They're probably taking shots of the cauldron for origin. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I did not say that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> oh, that's a shame because I think I might leave it in. I'll edit yeah. it in. <laughs> Cauldron. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to unpack it any further because it's just (laughs) fact. (laughs) Beautiful. Anyway, Alfred Percival Bullen and the Lillian Bullen founded Bullen's Circus in 1920. They had four sons and one daughter, one of the sons being Stafford Leslie Bullen. Stafford Leslie. Interesting. Stafford Leslie. Yep. He was just a kid when his parents opened the circus, declaring they wanted to make the greatest circus in Australia. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm already sensing some red flags. Uh Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking about circus bunting flags. Mm. Uh, Anyway. Well, I'm sure they were present. Absolutely. Yeah. So Stafford's, So this is the son. Stafford's Mm -hmm. circus career began at four. Uh, He was working as a clown, contortionist, uh, wire walker, bareback rider, juggler, and animal trainer. Wow. That's a lot of things. Yeah. I assume he he did those over time. He wasn't doing those at four. I mean, you know, circus children are multidisciplinary. Mm, This is true. (laughs) Yep. Uh, A quote from Stafford, as a small child, I was filled with the wonder of it. The animals who became my friends, the big harder performers, the hard work. There was a lot of laughter and comradeship you would never find in any other profession. His main thing that he pursued in that time and was trained to do was animal training. Okay. Yeah. Send the kid in there. Yeah, it'll be fine. No Mm. problems. Um, So... 
one account that I read is that apparently when he was 22, him and his brother Ken were in Thailand and they were trying to find elephants, leopards, and monkeys to bring back to Australia. Um, and Bullen, uh, Stafford Bullen had a particular affinity with elephants. Like that was kind of his main thing. Mm. And so they brought these animals back and they were in Queensland, in North Queensland doing this. And apparently one time they were unloading the trailers of these elephants and his truck was hit by a train. Oh, no. Yeah. And so he got trapped and there's a story about him like, drifting in and out of consciousness and calling out instructions to his favorite elephant, which he'd called Gandhi. Mm. And apparently the elephant ripped the wreckage apart to allow rescuers in. This is a tale that he tells. Mm. I mean, it's probably embellished, but elephants are extremely intelligent. They are. Like if this elephant cared for him, like if it had decided that this this little weirdo is my child... (laughs) then, you know, then that elephant would, would go in and get him. Yeah. Mm. Look. Possible. Possible. Impossible to the verify. Fact, yeah, the facts check is inconclusive. Yeah. So in 1953, Stafford Bullen married his wife, Cleo Ronaldo. Their reception was held in the big top at the circus. Firstly, surprise, surprise. of course mm-hmm. it was. Um, secondly, Cleo Ronaldo, which is a really cool yes. name. Yes. I have to assume that she was a circus person too. Well, she became one. I think okay. she was a dancer prior, mm-hmm. like a Tivoli dancer. And when I was she... picturing feathers, you know? Yes. Yes. Like and when, yeah, when they got married, uh, Claire was invited to travel with the circus for two weeks, but she never left. Ah. Sounds familiar? <laughs> I mean, not, she... not to my life, but like. <laughs> what? <laughs> She, uh, yeah, she ended up working as a circus performer. She was Mm. an elephant rider, a horse rider, a baton spinner, and a trapeze artist. Yeah, that's all the things that I was picturing. Like one of the ladies that maybe stands on the back of a horse and then. Yeah, you can picture it. Like, welcome the Cleo, the wonderful Cleo Ronaldo. She spins a baton on an elephant. Mm. Yep. Anyway. So they had children, Mark, Brenton, Sonia, and Craig. Oh, I don't, something about the name Craig always makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. Well, it's good because he'll come back. So. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stafford and his brother Ken ended up running the business after their mother died, so they inherited it from mm-hmm. their parents. And in the 1960s, they became quite conscious of the threat that TV posed to live entertainment mm-hmm. and so they decided to diversify and expand out from just a touring circus okay interesting mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> on the outskirts of sydney in warragamba um, in new south wales that's where the dam Na- is yes warragamba dam yeah yep well, next to the dam <laughs> used to be the African Lion Safari. Okay. Which was opened in 1968, literally right near the dam, which is a fun time. Um, it was a huge deal. So people lined up to get in <laughs> for the opening. A cover of The Lion Sleeps Tonight was commissioned 
and was performed by a band that was called The Love Machine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and that yeah, and that band then turned into Timepiece, which is a apparently a band that existed in Australia. So Do you know what the energy of this cover was? Like I could not find a cover of said cover. No. No. Mm, okay. Mm. Yep. Well, <laughs> the, the safari had a drive-through area full of wild animals. So the idea was that you would drive through in your car and mm. you would literally just drive through this park where lions and tigers were hanging out. Okay. And you would just watch them. Yeah. I see no problem with that. Nothing, nothing can go that wrong. could. Yeah, nothing's going to come up later in this yeah, tale. So it's, yeah, just a drive-through. Like you just, mm. yep. Uh, and it was so popular that it would attract up to 200,000 visitors each year in its first kind of few years of being open. Wow. They also had a dolphinarium. Okay. Which I assume is a dolphin viewing situation. Yeah, a big aquarium with dolphins in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good time to point out that a lot of this stuff is word of mouth history as well. Mm. Like there are certain things that are documented quite well and then certain things that it's like, oh, yeah, I went there as a child and they had a dolphinarium. Like, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, According to a lot of accounts, though, it was not uncommon for lions or tigers to approach cars Mm -hmm. um, and bite off or rip off bits of vehicles, which meant that park attendants would have to go and retrieve car parts, (laughs) like bump, you know, bumper bars Mm. and mirrors and um, aerials and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And that was so successful that down the road, literally in the next suburb over, they opened Bullen's Animal World. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so essentially um, the African Safari Park was the African animals and then they decided rather than to continue touring the circus, they wanted to stop touring. Um, so this was built in Wallachia, New South Wales, literally down the road from the dam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was the permanent venue of the circus. So they still performed the circus at the animal world? Yes, so they had the safari park and then down the road was Animal World where they had the circus. And then mm-hmm. also at the circus they had a drive-through animal petting zoo. So you would okay. drive through with your windows down compared to windows mm. up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they had donkeys and stuff like that that mm. you would feed through your windows. Like goats and stuff. Yeah, kind of like the deer park that they had on the Sunshine Coast mm. a while ago. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the main features were the elephants that performed at the circus. So people would go and see the elephants and they drive around and feed other animals. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Then also in 1969, um, they opened another park in Yatla, Queensland, which was also an African lion safari. Yatla, known for its pies, I believe. Yes, known for the pie um, and at the time known for the lion safari as well and the drive through cinema, drive-in yeah, cinema. Yeah, I was going to say being a thing that's on the highway. Yeah. Yeah, the drive-in. Yeah. It is a bit of a time warp tourist attraction place. Yeah, yeah is so the drive-in you know, still there? You can go get a pie yep, by the drive-in. you can. You can. Yep. We should do that. Have been. 
<laughs> I can can recommend. It's actually really nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, 1969, man was landing on the moon, but the Bullens were the Bullens had some bigger things going on. Mm. <laughs> so according to documentation, the same thing happened in Yatla. Like on the first day, uh, there was endless traffic. People were just lining up to get in. And it was the same idea. So people would drive through, they would see lions, elephants, camels, and buffalo as well at huh. this park. Yep. So <laughs> there were <laughs> keep windows up signs everywhere in the lion mm-hmm. safari parks, which would have been a terrible time because it's the 60s and the 70s. So aircon oh. was not, yeah, you can just imagine Queensland in the 60s in a car. I had not thought about that. Up. Yuck. Disgusting. Mm. Um, So Jan Silvati, who was an assistant um, at the Wanneroo Regional Museum, who has documented this park, said they would stretch up and put their paws on the car. You had to keep your windows up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, thanks, Jan, for the insight. Oh, bless. Yep. And apparently staff would travel around inside their own cage as they fed the animals while guests would watch this from their cars. So the the people who work there are in a little cage. Yeah, and I couldn't find out if the cage was on wheels, if they meant it was a cage mounted on the back of a truck or if it was literally like walking in a cage, throw the thing out. I was like, what do you mean? Like surely on like a little buggy or like a, th- a truck, so. not just like, mm. oh, either way, funny. There definitely are feeding trucks, which we will get to. But Mm. I was like, what do you mean by the cage? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. So in my research, I stumbled across a few forums. So there's actually this amazing website called zoochat.com where people who have worked at zoos around the world, you know, it's like Reddit for people who've worked Mm. at zoos. So specific. Yeah. And there was one person called Briz who did work experience at the Yatla African Lion Safari. And I'm just going to read some of their documentation because I think it's quite interesting. Fascinating. I did two weeks work experience. I did at the Bullens African Lion Safari when I was 15. Let me tell you, there were no rules. And as far as I knew, no OH&S standards to follow. I was thrown straight into work and I don't mean picking up rubbish or raking the goat pen. I remember the first day working with the elephant having to saddle her up as she gave rides to park visitors. She was a grumpy old girl. She would hit you with her trunk if at the front of her and if you were standing behind her, she would hit you with a tail. Now that look back, I assume that's meant to say now that I look back, Mm -hmm. she was probably a little on the dangerous side. I'm sure Jumbo was a lovely elephant and I liked her a lot, but as I said, I was in year 10 and this was just work experience. <laughs> wow. While at the Lion Safari, I, as a 15-year-old, was left alone with this elephant. <laughs> I must say my highlight was the lion feed where I got to ride shotgun in the feeding truck. I'll never forget my first time as we were entering the lion enclosure. I went to wind my window up and found out it was broken. (laughs) (laughs) A few seconds later, I had a lioness trotting right next to me. If I wanted to touch her, I could have. 
If she wanted to eat me, there was nothing stopping her. Lol. <laughs> Lol. Briz, if you're listening, fucking hell, mate. Please get in touch. I want to know so much more. Yeah. Firstly, yeah. what a storyteller. That's great. Yeah. That's very evocative. Painted a picture. Yeah. Secondly, in defense of that elephant, it was right Honestly. to be cranky. People should not yes. be riding elephants. No, the poor doll. Mm. Oh, poor Jumbo. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> by 1971, Bullen was chairman and managing director of six animal parks in Australia. So they opened up others as far as wide as like Western Australia as well. And they wow. even had one in Auckland. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. By 1977, he estimated he had about 360 lions. That seems like too many for one person to own. It's too many. And some Mm. of these were being bred for export. Okay. So Australians breeding African animals to export elsewhere, I'm assuming to other zoos and also the exotic animal trade. Dodgy, sad times. In the US, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bullen actually became quite a big icon in this time. Like I said, he bred lions. He also bred tigers. Um, Other business interests include property development. He worked in travel and entertainment. He bought British casinos. He attempted to buy shares in Channel 9 in Brisbane and Channel 10 in Sydney, but didn't quite make that work. Um, so basically he was building an empire. Mm. Well, he was a bloody contortionist as well. I guess he's yeah. quite a eccentric, charismatic person. Yeah, yeah. In 1985, he lived on the Isle of Man for a few years and tra- travelled Europe with his son Craig <laughs> um, and they went to places like Saudi Arabia and um, – went to other zoos and would either like buy stocks in the zoos or research animals or buy animals and stuff like that. So it was kind of like professional development for Craig. (laughs) Uh, Craig. However, Mm. and this is the warning for our sensitive listeners, uh, there are many tales of incidents that occurred at the Bullens Parks. Mm. So... (laughs) Uh, many workers admitted they had been bitten by hyenas and clawed by tigers and just attacked by the animals in mm. general, as we heard from our good friend Briz. Mm. Um, in Queensland at the Yatla Park in 1973, an attendant was dragged off by lions and killed in front of a family sitting in their car. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's quite dark. Yeah. But again? Mm-hmm. Lions, you know? Yep. The elephant we heard about earlier, Jumbo, Mm -hmm. actually broke out of the park and was found rummaging through garbage bins in Bean Lee in Logan in the middle of the night. That's quite a journey. Yeah, she that's she like it's the same same side of town. It's not quite five hundred miles, but it's you know (laughs) it's a while. (laughs) Yeah. Oh good honor. She hasn't just popped down to the shops. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, there were, yeah, there's a rumour that Jumbo chased a lion out of the park. 
which was never found. Like there's a few suburban rumours around the park. Mm. In 1982, a male guest got out of his car and walked right into a pride of lions and was killed. (laughs) And it was ruled as suicide. I was just going to say, do we know why? Yeah. 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 And then also in 1985, um, ads would show up in local papers that that were bullens um, offering free livestock removal. So sick or injured cows and horses removed promptly free of charge. Oh. Bullens Lion Park. Oh. Yeah. So they would just yeet livestock in there for them to eat. Mm. Yeah. And reportedly this also happened in New South Wales as well. So all of those events just happened in Yatla alone. Mm. And then in the New South Wales park, the Lion Safari Park near the dam, um, in 1995 several lionesses escaped from the park and roamed the nearby towns. Uh, in so the 90s, just, this was still going. In 95, yep. Yeah. Wow. And so these lions were just walking around town yeah and they actually ended up uh, killing someone's dog because they are lions yep and then in response uh the lion that was responsible for killing the dog was shot by a park employee and then the park was scrutinized pretty heavily and was required to upgrade their facilities Mm. There is a rumour that around the New South Wales park that a bear escaped once and was shot by residents, but I couldn't confirm if that was true. Mm. And then also during this time, uh, Stafford Bullen was convicted of animal cruelty um, due to a specific case where a monkey whose chain had become embedded in the flesh of the neck. Oh. Yeah. So things were not great. No. Yeah. So by the late 80s, yeah, early 90s, um, the, yeah, the park was becoming less attractive really and also mm. Sydney had grown. So like the suburbs, what was a more remote area was actually becoming more suburban. Yeah, so people people's lived houses there. were Yeah, people's houses were nearby. Uh, also animal liberationists were protesting <laughs> and, and rightly so yeah and targeted bullen um, mm. and he staunchly defended his breeding quote-unquote breeding program the new south wales bullen's animal world which was the circus closed in 1985 mm-hmm. and then the yatla african safari closed in 1988 after those several incidents Death. that happened yeah yep and then the original African Lion Safari closed in 1991 and all of the parks closed by the 90s. So even some of those attacks actually happened after the parks closed because they were closed to the public but the animals were still being kept in several oh, places and okay. still escape and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So all the parks closed after, you know, only kind of 20 years of being open. Mm. However, <laughs> April 22, 2015, bit of a time jump mm. in the Jimboomba Times, mm-hmm. which is a suburb uh, west of Brisbane. 
Yeah, I've been to Jim Boomba. Oh, me too. I drove through there every mm. day when I worked in Corralbin. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> the article is called Claimed Lion Sighting Sets Tongues Wagging. Excellent journalism. Mm-hmm. A local Facebook sale page was all abuzz on Sunday after a woman claimed to have seen a lion in the area. A Facebook sale page, great. Yep. And then they've gone and followed up and interviewed her. Amazing. I was on the Teviot range about halfway down the first hill and then the other lane I saw what looked like a lion just sauntering off to the side of the road, she said. I just hit the brakes and I reversed back to where it was and it had walked off to see something she gets a bit confusing here i mean Mm -hmm. to be fair she was quite stressed yeah i couldn't see it anymore but i could hear it moving through the bush on the edge of the road it never looked at me but i got the best view of the side of it It looked exactly like the back end of a female lion (laughs) (laughs) wow okay yeah the woman said that once she got home she called her mom and was like upset and talking about it and her mom was like you should put it on facebook (laughs) So then the Scenic Rim Facebook sell it page mm-hmm. um, went into absolute meltdown with this post and hundreds of people start commenting saying that they've had similar experiences in, oh. in, yeah, in the like mm. 2012 to 2015 period. Mm. And then many people offered the theory that lions that had once escaped from the Bullens African lion safari uh, were still kicking around <laughs> in the area. That's so believable. Yeah. Yeah. So the park at Yatla's been closed by this time and there aren't mm. any animals in the park anymore but the ones that mm. escaped. After some consideration, the woman said she believes that it may have been a fawn-coloured puma, which reportedly exists in the area. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it moved like my cat would, but about 20 times its size. <laughs> In hindsight, I'm glad I didn't get out of the car, but I am kicking myself. I really wish I had a dash cam and I didn't even think to grab my mobile and take a picture. Fair enough. Like, you know, it's a lion and you're not Mm. expecting to see one. But also can we just – so either it's an escaped lion Mm -hmm. or are you telling me there is a population of big cats in the scenic rim that people know about? Yep. What? Reportedly. Yep. And it's not like Penrith Panthers. It's actual there are pumas. Yep. There are multiple news articles saying that there are potential pumas uh, roaming roaming Australia. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what follow-up questions you have. I think, just... I think maybe a follow-up episode. Well, I'll talk about big cat sightings in there, Australia. Yes, and there are multiple um, news articles with photos and mm. stuff like that, yeah, or evidence of, you know, scratches and prints and things like that. But, you know, some of it's probably speculation, but mm. there is actual, like, it's a rumour that has some probability. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also, it. it's, it's totally believable that, like, big cats, lions or whatever could escape. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's cat enters 
enters the podcast. Oh, she just tried to jump up on the desk and fell down. Oh, sweet soul. When you said tried to escape. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there, there yeah. are rumours that they're... <laughs> totally plausible. That these things are still kicking around. Uh, the the Yatla property actually went up for sale recently and is it, it's on realestate.com if you want to have a look, 228 wow. Boyland Road, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it was marketed as a naturalist's delight, yeah, which is very funny. But there was a local lady, so the, the, the listing actually has this in it, and it's like according to local chatter, there was a lady by the name of Lorna who was very close to the family. And then they've found Lorna mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and they've interviewed her and she's like, the elephants must have loved the place. <laughs> Is this all in the real estate listing? Yeah, yeah. And then the owners of the property then comment being like, I was going to knock down some trees around the house at one stage a few years ago, but I was told by Lorna, I think, no, you can't. That's the exact spot where the Bullens used to tie up their elephants. Okay. Yep, according to my research, uh, the property was sold on the 15th of May, 2021, for approximately $800,000. Hmm, bargain. So, yeah, I know, I was like, well, you can buy a shithole in Sydney for $1 million. Or yeah, you can buy- <laughs> big old house and property. Good on you, whoever yep. did that. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, some of you might be wondering where the family is now. Hmm, I wonder. And where all these animals may have ended up. Yes. Except for the Jim Boomba Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> so. I hope it's not all a sad tale. Um, I'll brace depends. myself. Okay. It depends. It depends. Animals All Around is a company dedicated to providing world-class animal trainers, animal entertainment, and animal services for any film, production, live show, or special event anywhere around the globe. That is from their website, mm-hmm. and it is run by Zelly and Craig Bullen. There you go. Craig being the son that you laughed mm. at. Sorry, earlier. Craig. Go to all Craigs. <laughs> Something about your name makes me laugh. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, so Zelly is Craig's wife. Um, and Another cool name. Mm-hmm. And she actually has her own film and TV background. She was an animal handler and stunt performer <laughs> before she met Craig. She grew up in WA and relocated to the Gold Coast to work at Movie World, you know, Taylor's oldest time. Yeah. Um, I Presumably they met on the movie circuit because Craig's been working on movies for a long time mm. as well. My theory is that they met on H2O just to add water because they had that credit mutually. Fun. Around the time they got married. Yeah, so that's my fan Fun theory. theory. Well, not not a fan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and basically, yes. So they still do their own individual work as stunt performers and stuff like that, but essentially they supply animals for filming and entertainment. They have worked on as either stunt performers or animal suppliers for Peter Rabbit 2, Storm Boy, Red Dog, War Horse, H2O, Just Add Water, The Matrix, Ocean Girl, and Babe 2, among many other films. Okay. And TV shows. Mm. Yeah. So they have their own website and their Facebook page um, and they're very active and they're 
very employed by the industry. Mm. I imagine that some of the animals might have been sold off internationally or nationally to zoos Mm. and also potentially into the exotic animal trade. I don't know. I can't confirm that. But And like animal testing happens as well. It's like recently a bunch of baboons were loose in the inner west because they'd escaped from a scientific facility. Yes. But we, you know, we can't. We can't confirm anything like that, nor mm. can we speculate, because um, that would be yeah. unfair. Well, because also but... some of those animals would have just passed away by now anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it was really it. interesting to read about this family because there were people who were clearly outraged by the stuff that happened, as they should be, because mm. there clearly were problematic things that happened. Yeah. But then there were also quotes from Steve Irwin talking mm. highly about the elephants specifically Mm. how the elephants were looked after well and I was like oh this is really complicated um so I don't know like you know animal for entertainment standards are much better these days but it's still animals for entertainment yeah well I feel like for the film industry it's pretty heavily like regulated and people are aware of it I mean it is and it isn't to be honest Mm. like in some contexts it really really is and in other contexts you know, like who's regulating the independent film world with this stuff. Mm. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Mm. And I can see it with like all the, I mean, because obviously Stafford Bullen was charged with something. That's what you've said. And like. And he, and he would admit, he admitted that incident as well. mm. He took, he owned that publicly. Mm. Yeah. Well, because they've opened up too many places. And then yeah. didn't manage them properly. Yeah. And then that's happened. And I think, you know, something that we learnt from the Australia Zoo episode is that there's a difference between a zoo for conservation and education mm. and rehabilitation compared to animals for entertainment, which is like elephant rides and drive around and look at these things. And, yeah, I just. Yeah, it's very different yes so yeah it's a complicated one um Mm. Stafford Bullen passed away on the 12th of November 2001 Mm -hmm. and he famously said you know obviously some point during his career some small boys run away from home to join a circus I was born into it and I see no other way of life yeah and clearly the tradition's been passed on and it seems like Zelly and Craig's kids are involved in the company Mm. as well well there you go Mm. so that is the tale of the bullen animal empire Mm. i thought i was looking into one spooky zoo and it was actually quite (laughs) they've got the monopoly on the industry many spooky zoos Mm. i was just thinking that that list of like movies that they've worked on like things like like storm boy and like babe that's farm animals and dogs and, like, I guess a pelican. Is there a pelican yes. in Storm Boy, that sort of thing? But so it's, Yes, the pelican mm. is in Storm Boy, but on their website it's clear that they still work with elephants and big cats okay. and stuff like that. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. Lots of horse work. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. The the deaths I didn't, I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't really get past a death. Can, can no, you? quite grim. What a way yeah. to go. My sources are... <laughs> Triple M, 
Animals All Around, realestate.com, the Gold Coast Bulletin, Lost Logan, Facebook, the Korea Mail, queenslandplaces.com, the Jimboomba Times, visit sydneyaustralia.com for ABC Archives Dynasties series, Sydney Morning Herald and zoochat.com forum. Thank you, Briz. Zoochat.com. If actually, if any listeners, because some of you, you know, may have been to these parks. Mm-hmm. Um, our 30-something-year-olds who are listening, like you may have been, let us know if you did or if any of your older siblings or your parents did and you have tales, either grim or exciting. <laughs> yeah, let us know. If you've seen a big cat in the wild in oh Australia, God, please, yeah, let us know. Yeah. I want to know about the Jim Boomba Puma. Mm. It's also it's a fun, fun thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> What are we learning about next week, Jessica? That is a very good question, Maddie. (laughs) Next week, we are going to do another classic Aussie film review. Uh, We're going to watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and then we're going to talk about it. Yay. It's Pride Month, baby. Woo. I mean, for me, it's Pride Month every month, but yay. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie is like dabbing kind of, but not really. She's waving her arms. It's It's queer dabbing. Quabbing. Anyway, please still listen to it. Um, it'll be fun. Um, and you can follow, <laughs> you can follow us on socials at Australianorama or send us an email about lions or movies or anything or as long as oh my. relevant um, to Australianorama at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs>